Welcome back to another edition of the No Further Comments podcast, a.k.a. the NFC. I'm your co-host, Alex Meacham. And to my left is the very talented, usually penless. He has a pen today because I gave him a pen. Because there were two in the studio. Still Snapchatless. It's a dying platform. Fidget spinner. In hand. Local fashion icon, he is Glenn Riley. What to do? You were having way too much fun with that fidget spinner. I'm pretty sure I'm special needs with the degree that I'm enjoying this thing. This, this, I always enjoyed those um, um, coin funnels at the malls, at, at the dying malls that you put your, you know, your um, your, p- your penny and it goes down. Mm-hmm. So this is right up my alley. I don't, I don't know. This, this will this will rank. Considering a coin funnel to have that personally installed in one's home would be about $5,000. And this cost um, literally one <laughs> one-thousandth one of that. It, it, it feels like a bargain to me. Well, shout out our super producer. 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 He's, he's French. <laughs> producer. Brother Mario. Brother Mario, Mario's coming in dapper. Uh, I thought he was he was working for the the Nation of Islam for a second. Uh, <laughs> if you had that bow tie, boy, about to buy a final call <laughs> off of him up out front of uh, Swifton. Yeah, tell you, boy, those bean pies. If you've never had a bean pie, and this goes for 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 white, black, Muslim, Jewish, Christian, uh-huh. whatever your your persuasion, that that ten dollar bean pie. It, it is a, is a bargain any day of the week. That 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 is good food. And if you you people joke about the the Nation of Islam mosque number five bean pies, but but it's worth it. I have never had a bean pie. Well, we we we've got to we've got to eradicate that. Can in we the near future? Can we get a bean pie challenge? Well, said the donut challenge. There there is <laughs> now. This is a funny story. You know about my best friend Nor. Um. His sister lives in Chicago, and she was under the weather, and he needed a ride up there, and he hitched a ride with one of the brothers from from the nation, who every two <laughs> wait, wait 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 he hitched a ride with one of the brothers. From I mean, the I mean, the dude goes up to Chicago, okay, every two weeks to get bean pies to bring them back. Now the question does he get them wholesale? Well, well. That's where you know that that's where like Farrakhan is. That's like the the the, the home office of of the nation. So the mecca of the bean pies. Yeah, that, that's where they're being made. But but because the best bean pies are where Farrakhan is. Well, that that, that goes without saying. <laughs> but but that's I think that's Moss number five. Okay. So I guess you want your Moss number five bean pie or Moss number five might be Cincinnati. That might I think right. Cincinnati. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you full information on on the moth numbers uh, in, in a further podcast. But back to my point. Every conservative the, the, has the, turned our podcast off. The the, the brother d- insists on getting them there himself, as opposed to just having them shipped. And apparently, Norm is having this conversation with the dude. Like, come on, man! Like, you know, it's way more efficient to not have to make the three and a half hour drive to Chicago every two weeks, right? <laughs> There and back to get twenty bean pies for basically, I don't know what the wholesale is. Basically, like a hundred dollars worth of bean pies. This is this is surely the nation is, is is more advanced than this, and this is kind of indicative of what's holding back. You know, Moss Number Five in Cincinnati is because 
you're not utilizing the tools that are available, you know, just the post office or get the recipe and actually fix them here, something. But, you know, in 2017, you shouldn't be making the, 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 the seven hour round trip to Chicago for a mere hundred dollars worth of bean pies. It doesn't seem to, to maximize the efficiency. <laughs> Mario, I'm so confused. Okay. <laughs> the, I'm, I'm going to take that fidget spinner away from you here in, in less than 30 seconds. It's bothering it's, you. It's just, I can hear my headphones. <laughs> Please stop. Um, I, I'm totally off focus after, after the YouTube oh, oh, being by. So anyway, let's 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 segue into uh, what's been going on. We've had this is episode twenty nine, but we've had a little bit of a break. We had a hiatus. Alex has been in prison. <laughs> Just got I've, I've, my yeah. mugshot will be the uh, the sexy. Uh, remember that guy? He got locked. Got a, yeah, he got locked up. He got a mugshot and yeah, and the girls was digging him. Yeah, prison a, prison bay. He's a <laughs> prison bay. That's he's called. like a model now, right? I believe so. God bless. He turned his life around with, with one mugshot. Jesus. So, what have you been up to? Uh, what is have I been up to? I mean, was it the holidays? What we 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 didn't have a holiday, mm. did we? I don't, I don't know. I've been doing nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my no. my um, little cousin had a birthday party yesterday, so <clears throat> I come and you know I leave once the cake is is passed out. So I do the same. So that that's pretty much uh, you know, but real good cake. Uh, Okay. Positive, positive reports on the cake. What kind of cake? Oh, it was yellow cake, white icing. From? Uh I'm really not sure. It, it was. Um, I carried it out, but I don't know what the um, the maker of it did. Didn't have any any stickers on or anything. I'm assuming you've had Cervati cake. Yeah, I believe so. Great cake. Okay. I All about know. the icing. Well, it's it's the interplay between the icing and the the. I mean, I've had some. You know, good icings, but the cake were crap. And I had some good cake, but the icings weren't weren't working. And then you have both. And when, when you get See, I both, think the, I think a great icing overrides everything. Well, do you think wedding cake is better in general than birthday cake? Yes, because I would say so. And I don't know if if, if wedding cake just because of the sheer cost of it, they're using yes. better ingredients. But that that is that has been my my experience that wedding cake, though it'll be the same whatever type of cake, you know right. what I'm saying? In, in theory, the wedding cake is better than the birthday cake. And I usually leave weddings with extra pieces of wedding cake. Okay. I don't know. Well, I've had some good food at weddings, so I'm kind of like, by the time the cake rolls, you know, because weddings and birthdays, you got to be real, you know, but, you know, you just can't can't get the cake when you feel like it. The, mm-hmm. the ceremony right. has to move around to that. and. And, and that that pisses me off more than, than anything in life when I'm sitting around here waiting for this cake to be cut and and somebody's doing the 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 GD cha cha slide <laughs> for a half an hour. I'm going to a wedding this weekend. Oh, okay. Our good friend Jamal Lucas. Okay. Is getting married. But that's what's up. Yep. So so would it be cake? Oh, there'll be cake. Okay. And um, I'm just hoping that it's um, yellow cake. Okay. I'm a big, you know, I'm a yellow cake guy. Uh-huh. I am not a chocolate uh, eater of chocolate, so I don't, you don't like eat chocolate, chocolate cake. at all. Nope, not at all. That's crazy. I don't. I don't think not I've ever met bit. anybody who who did who who had an aversion of chocolate to that degree. Yep, that's that's me. I guess so. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be yellow cake. You going, Mario? That's right. Yeah. You're going. Yep. 
There better be. Oh, you know, <laughs> you're up on the cake, huh? Well, Jamal, not a big chocolate cake guy. Okay, that's that's my guy. You, you, that's got, why we get along. Y'all got pre <laughs> pre planned pre planned the, the the cake the cake options. Oh, uh, hey Glenn, I took a trip to L.A. again. Okay, had a good trip. That's what's up. Spent some uh, spent some time. I went to the uh, Undisputed and the Herd. Okay, to, got to watch uh, both those shows recorded live. It was really cool and interesting to see those shows actually. From pre to post, okay, in, in production to see what they go through and um, have that VIP access to, uh-huh. to see that. So it was really cool. Um, Rob Parker, who's been a guest of our podcast, yeah, yeah, uh, was was gracious of enough to, enough to you know take me around, get me the get me the uh, full VIP treatment. Um, Shannon Sharp is one of the biggest human beings, okay, that I've ever met. And when I say that. His hands, his head, <laughs> his shoulder. I mean, enormous. And uh-huh. when I walked away after meeting Shannon, when I said to Rob, I'm like, that dude should be like seven six. Uh huh. Just how how you know Dispro- disproportionately large. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. Skip Bayless. Um, I didn't know Skip Bayless like Jordans. He, okay. He wears Jordans. He's like a big really. And I didn't know this until. After I had met him, okay, and I I left the set, uh huh. So he was wearing Jordans when I when I saw him, but they were in between commercial break. I got to go out meet him, take okay. a picture, and all that good stuff. And then when I walked off and left, and was getting ready to go to the um the herd show, mm-hmm. they were like, "Oh, he's a big Jordan fan." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Oh, man, I could have chopped it up about." It makes you it makes that. you respect some of his absurd opinions even more. Of course, <laughs> of course. And then I saw uh, Cow Herd. Okay, and uh, he's pretty tall. Okay. Yeah, a lot taller than I thought he would would be. Thought you could take him, but then you realized, nah. I, I told him, I said, I got, I got some, I got some issues with your with your LeBron MJ uh, takes. Okay, you know, hoping yeah. he put me on the show, but he did. Yeah, but he he, he brought Rob on Parker. Okay. Rob Rob took him to task. I think his I think his LeBron MJ comparison, or I think I think that's like spot on. Well, you know, yeah, I agree more. I, I agree more with with what he he's, he says in in terms of you know. LeBron being up there, my my problem is it's it's every day. Yeah, but I mean, but every day is every day with with in basketball season on the same four issues. You know what I'm saying? But he'll 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 do it in September. Yeah, it's just like but the, but the issue always comes up because something happens and that becomes a story. Anything that happens with Jordan or with LeBron somehow fits into the narrative right. of, of who's the greatest it. of all time. And is LeBron close? And can that happen? And you know, Jordan never lost in the finals, and and LeBron has made what? nine consecutive finals or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, Chris Bassard got a chance to uh, sit in on his podcast, Cleveland's own. Actually, he grew up in North College Hill for a short period. Oh, okay. How about that? So when I walked into the room to meet him, they told him I was from Cincinnati, and he goes, he goes, I uh, grew up in North College Hill, and I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's told. You know, whatever age it was, maybe five years of his life, okay. he lived in North College Hill, and his dad. Tell me, you know O.J. Mayo. His dad went to Roger Bacon. Okay, and you and I both went to Roger Bacon. I let it, I, the brown and gold. Yep, yep. <laughs> so that was pretty cool, but um, good trip. But good to be back, and uh, we're back to talking that talk. So let's let's jump into the Jersey game. Let's get things moving.
Uh, twenty nine is, 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 is a crap number. We're getting to the point where, where this is just got to die flow. Death. I told you thirty, man. Yeah, yeah. See, what we do is after next episode, we're just gonna do the best, we'll best, season, the best players in the thirties, and we'll go season two, and we'll start with something new. That's what. Yeah, that that, that sounds good. We might have to change change up the logo, maybe a different theme song. Um, maybe a different host. Who knows? I mean, it's, 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 it's all about about keeping things fresh. All right, all right, all right. Let's uh, let's go NFL. What do you got on NFL? Uh, Kenny Houston. We mentioned him earlier because he was also twenty seven at a certain point. Um, the all nineteen seventies team uh, cornerback uh, for Houston um, in the late sixties, early seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, Demarco Murray. Um, former cowboy, former eagle, current titan. Okay, putting in work. Work, 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 work. Uh, Earl Thomas. Um, Et largely considered um, previous to this year, maybe the top um, safety in NFL. Um, Eric Berry also vying for that title, um, top safety in the NFL. Came back from um, like cancer. Um, couple years ago what so. type uh i forget what what the the particular um deal like is lymphoma. yeah lymphoma yeah okay. so, so and they 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 caught it early obviously yeah yeah and he, he's back on and um eric dickerson one of my favorite players. yes not 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 my favorite pair of the, of the 80s um did, did he wear Goggles. Yeah, he he wore more equipment than probably anybody in NFL history. So he's the the Glenn Rice of football. Yeah, well, I would say Glenn Rice is Eric Dickerson because I mean he wore the um what's called like the the toilet seat horseshoe around his mm-hmm. neck pad. Yep. yep. Um, he I mean they would say like he just if if there was a pad he wanted it. <laughs> and and then obviously with with the goggles and the mouthpiece, it, it was it was pretty extreme. It was protected. Yeah, but but um, real like weird running style. Like he was really upright. He was a big dude. Yeah. And once he got to the open, it, he had like you know sprinter speed, and it was just just a wrap. And he broke. I remember breaking a run, and um, I think this was him in in high school. And um, the commentator said, uh, "They'll never catch him." He's the fastest man in East Texas. As <laughs> if that was right. That was certifiably like this on Wikipedia. Yeah, in the thirty for thirty um, um, series about um, SMU, I uh, was right and talking about um, he may or may not been given a gold um, Trans Am by Texas A and M, and then that. picked S- SMU, and no one could really take the Trans Am away from him. Because what were they gonna say? Right. If, if you did, you were guilty of. Yeah. Yeah. So blame the game. Eric Dickerson got away with that one. <laughs> and, and one of the and it's always it's always good when you have a great athlete that that performs well while wearing a Jerry curl. Man, you, you're spot on on that one. Between him and Marcus Dupree, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> really, really high level of. And Walter Payton, if you, yeah, fifty yeah. percent of great running backs in the eighties had had Jerry curls. Yeah. The, the late Joe Delaney also um, Jerry curled, um, rookie of the year, nineteen eighty three. Do you think now a lot of things have come back? Mm-hmm. Will the Jerry curl make a comeback in its entirety? Not like no. a half Jerry curl. No. You don't think in its entirety? Mm-mm. 
You think that is the one hairstyle that is retro proof, like it will never retro and it's full. Here's the thing. I can't discount the islands. I can't discount the islands. What what okay. What what they'll do in, in in Barbados or Puerto Rico or Trinidad, I can't speak on. <laughs> I, I within the contiguous forty eight, I can say so. I, I also Hawaii, Hawaii and Alaska. I won't comment Crap on them. The, the the contiguous forty eight. <laughs> I'm I'm saying a no. Will an L A. New York City, Chicago, bring some sort of form of the curl back. I don't think. I mean, the the problem is the level of liquid that went into <laughs> your hair <laughs> would, would, would seemingly would be something people just just would would grow frustrated of. You know what I mean? Just for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was. I mean, it was that was extreme at a certain point. See, and then plus you have Michael Jackson leading the way. You have Michael Jackson and Prince kind of being like the, 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 the twin, um, you know, ambassadors of of Jerry curls in the early eighties. And I don't know right. if you'd ever get somebody seemingly just having a Jerry curl would would block you from getting to that point. Because first, see, what basically have the, the Afro happen, and then the next step of Afro was the jerry curl so like if you had i guess if you had good hair and afro Mm -hmm. that the jerry curl leveled the playing field for for if you didn't have good hair you can you can still get the 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 curl effect one of the great things about our podcast is where else in the first 10 minutes of any podcast can you get bean pies and jerry curls curls? man and 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 an ill-fated drop that we'll have to edit later on All right, back to the Jersey game. Uh, basketball, there's nobody because it's 29. Oh. <clears throat> that is so true. I, I and I b- before the the podcast, I said who are 29? Well, you know how basketball is. Anything uh, once you get above the, the the fives, the any number in with six, seven, eight, or nine is going to be slim pickings. And you know, come on, twenty nine. I mean, who even wore twenty nine? Much, much less wore it with distinction. I could only find one player. Okay, Mike Wilkes. Well, there you go. Played it. Played at Rice for like four years. Okay. Then went. I think he went to like the D League or you know one of the leagues, and then he got picked up, okay. and he was a journeyman. I think for maybe like thirteen NBA teams. Well, I think these cats now. They're always somebody who's wearing a number just so they're the only ones that wear. Right. Like like Nick Van Eskel wore thirty seven for the Warriors in one year. Right. And it's just kind of like okay, so now thirty seven you can knock that off the book that somebody actually wore that number, but you know that's not the number he's normally <clears throat> associated with. And we won't make it to thirty seven in this podcast for Probably the not. Jersey game. So let's move on to baseball because I don't really feel like doing hockey. <laughs> um. Joe Carter with the the, the final um the walk off home run against the Phillies in in the nineties mm-hmm. World Series was a epic moment for the six. John Crook six, 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 who, who who famously made the statement, um, I'm not an athlete, I'm a baseball player. Mm-hmm. And rounded the corner, the God. I know where you're going. Rod Carew. Number twenty nine for for the Twins and the Angels, one of the best four average hitters. I'm looking at possibly did, getting his throwback jersey now. 
Did Rod Carew at any point have a Jerry Curl? Yes. Yes. You, you, you're goddamn right he had a Jerry Curl. <laughs> oh, a proud Jerry Curl. Uh, Rod Carew, um, little known as Jewish, one of the um, join, joining wait, Whoop, wait, wait, Whoopi wait, wait, Goldberg wait. And, and Sammy Davis Jr. As, really? As, as one of the three most prominent African-American Jews in, in America right now. Really? Yeah. I, that, that's one I did not know. And... Check this out. I think this is a recent story that this jogged my memory to talk about. He, um, as a kid, um, some kid when he was on, on top of the game asked for an autograph or whatever, and he, he signed his autograph or whatever, and that was like his favorite player or whatever. Uh-huh. And Rod Carew needed a kidney transplant or something like that, like in the last like five years. And this kid was a match who now as an adult, like gave his kidney to Rod Carew and like showed him like the autograph he signed for him, whatever. So, really? so, so it all comes full circle. Either that or I'm just making stuff up. No, wow. no, that actually, <laughs> was, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so shout out to Rod Carew's living right. Wow. Good for him, man. Yeah. The, the, no, you, you forgot one guy. Okay. So during that, Gosh, that that the eighties and when I was younger and collecting baseball cards. For me, baseball was almost like the WWF back then because it was fake. Well, no, <laughs> not that it was fake. There were so many characters. Okay, you know the the names, the style, the just there was so much about it that was just that I just loved how. Um, it's not John it, Smoltz, is it? No, no, <laughs> no. This this pitcher. Okay. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I know who it, you're talking was, about. And let me tell you something. <laughs> when you say his name, I have written a poem in this man's honor that I hope one day will be amongst the annals of great baseball poems. You're talking about the Kansas City reliever. That's right. Speak on it. Dan Quisenberry, ladies Dan and Quisenberry. gentlemen. Oh, man. It, it, not only was his pitching style, his name, his mustache, yeah, he, it was he, so he it wrestling. Yeah, he had the uh, the the, the sidearm, and he was always the um, the Rolades relief um, <laughs> pitcher of the year. Oh, yeah, man. and he died. He died prematurely. He had like I think like brain cancer. Died. Oh, like, did he? Like, like yeah. But um, I don't know if you're familiar with the baseball poem "Tinkers to Evers to Chance." No, it is it's the, it is considered the quintessential baseball poem as well as um, um, Casey up to bat. These are the most discouraging words, tinkers to evers to chance. Faster than bear cubs, more fleeter than birds, tinkers to evers to chance. Faithfully breaking our gone final bubble, turning a base hit into a double. Three words of waiting with nothing but trouble, tinkers to evers to chance. And that is one of the top two baseball points of all time, along with my addition that I'm about to give to you right now. Oh, boy. This was totally unrehearsed, so... Here we go. I'm excited. This Quisenberry presents a very tricky pitch to hit. The side-on way he saves the day relieves his batters quick. All love KC awaits strike three, which lands within the mitt. For Quisenberry presents a very tricky pitch to hit by Glenn Riley. You you don't get that anywhere else. Wow. Moving on. You, you know what? 
we have just put together 20 minutes of, of, of it, this Emmy Emmy quality. If, 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 if there's an Emmy for the radio, which there isn't, <laughs> but whatever, whatever the, the Clio's or whatever award word we're giving out for, for is that is, is that high quality right now, people. Wow. Well, we've got a lot more. Okay. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the NBA finals and segue that into the NBA draft and what's coming, I believe, tonight or tomorrow is the MVP announcement and the whole thing hosted by uh, your good friend Drake. And that's when I get my my gift card from Mario for my my burritos. (laughs) He knows. My $25 worth of burritos. And we'll have to bring it up. We'll have to talk a little bit about the Paul George trade and all that stuff. Oh, no doubt. So let's talk about the NBA Finals. Was it what you expected? Did you think it would go longer, sweep? What were your thoughts? Uh, as expected. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I think it it just come on. It was it was really, um, how should I put it? Like we we knew this from the beginning, and then I mean, granted, Cleveland could have stole. Game three and yep. that changed would change the entire complexion of it. But yep. I mean, when a seventy three win team gets the second best player in in basketball, this is what happens. Do you think that the Warriors winning this year and the, the way their team's constructed? Do you think it's a bad thing for the NBA or good thing for the NBA? Uh probably a bad thing because I felt that that team. First of all, I think the team is more fun when Steph Curry's the best player because he kind of is inherently an underdog who is kind of doing things, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a, a it was it was a magical quality about this little guy being this good and leading a team of that quality. I mean, because, you know, let's be honest. If he's not, if, if Durant's not there, they probably win more games this year in the regular season because they're not trying to figure things out. And they would have had the best record in the league. You can probably give Steph safely maybe three to five more points on his average. Mm-hmm. And he wins his third straight MVP. And that becomes like some epicness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that. And plus Durant, wherever Durant is, like much like LeBron, he's going to be a – at minimum, a, a playoff contender and probably a championship contender. So that gives another, you know, franchise a, a chance. So, like, just suppose he had went to Washington. Well, now you have the East becomes, instead of just the the Cavs way ahead of, you know, a scrappy Boston squad, now you have, like, okay, there's three teams in the East. There's two teams in the West as well as a couple others that can make a little noise if you consider Houston and Utah and the Clippers to be whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like you're 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 cutting down on the amount of teams that are even viable for a championship. So, you know, next year is Cleveland, you know, barring, you know, how they're, you know, if there's no injuries and, and Cleveland doesn't drastically reshuffle their lineup for the worst, we're looking at Cleveland Golden State part Four. Well, let me let me interject with this. I think that in part the Warriors roster, the way it's constructed and, and what they're doing, will be helpful to the NBA because it's causing, I think, a lot of teams, GMs, 
to get creative and start looking at, at, at different people to pick up for their rosters. And I think you're seeing a lot of movement that is good for the NBA. Looking at the NBA draft and the trades that they were talking about happening, mm-hmm. obviously Jimmy Butler yeah. um, and some of the different moves. I mean, obviously Paul George, and that's something we'll discuss shortly. But I think all those moves will be great for the NBA. I think it will help balance also competition for the Cavs and also for the Warriors. Not saying that both of them won't end up there, but I think better competition mm. on that Eastern Conference, Western Conference. Well, I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, first of all, you can't you can't duplicate what the Warriors did because that's basically predicated on the fact that Steph Curry has a criminally low contract because he signed it at the time a before the new television deal and B before he was uh, considering elite player and somewhat a risk because he kept having the injuries. ankle injuries yeah. in the first um, like three or four years of his career. Right. So then you have somebody who you thought was going to be a potentially frail um, low end all-star that somehow became an MVP type dude. It would be like if, if, say, I don't know, if Bradley Beal became the second best player in the NBA next year and you're just like, well, we're paying him way, you know, mm-hmm. not enough money. It, or, or like even if, um, you know, like Isaiah Thomas, the leap he made, but, you know, still on a low salary. But, you know, I, obviously at 5'9", you can't do it, you know. Right. But, yeah, and that's but, the deal. Like, like how can <clears> – no, no team can get a fourth star under their cap. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that that someone can duplicate what the Warriors have done, but I think for teams like the Celtics um, and then possibly even the Spurs, I think uh, those teams will be a lot better. I don't see – I mean, I guess the problem is if you know what the outcome is going to be, what difference does it make on the low-level improvement of certain teams? So maybe – they don't – I mean, the Cavs lost one game on the way to the finals. Right. Golden State lost one game, period. So if we get competition that somehow means that the Cavs lose four games on the way to the finals and, the you know, Golden State does the same, what have we, we really done? Like, I don't I – don't, who, who, can, who can do anything to, to derail – the Cavs, unless you just Jeff Galuli, um, you know one of one of the Warriors' top three. Well, I think top four. I think too. It's going to be interesting to see what the Cavs do, what moves they make, and who they pick up. But I mean, I don't even think they they. I don't. I want to say they don't need to pick up somebody, but they, it's kind they of they like, do. Well, but just to compete with one team. I mean, that's the thing. Like, would, would you throw away what you have? That's clearly better than twenty eight of the of the thirty teams in the league. Yes, because I mean I get what you're saying because they're, mm-hmm. they're they're built for right now, but right. I just don't know what the move is. Like how can you how can you add somebody to those people, or how can you trade Kevin Love for another All Star and then get another person in return? Like that that's really difficult because you don't the the salary cap just won't permit it. Like, yeah, if you can get Paul George to come with the existing Cavs, then that evens the score. It's four R stars against four R stars. So, so let's let's talk about that and we'll we'll let Mario chime in. Yeah, yeah. So does Paul George go to LA 
or does he go to the Cavs? Mario, why don't you go ahead and chime in since Paul George is your guy. I think he would be better off going to L.A. Okay. I don't think the Cavs would be a bad move, but I think he's a player who is still somebody who will want to be like a number one, number two option. I think if he goes to Cleveland, he'd be more of a number three option behind LeBron and Kyrie. Okay. Fair enough. But you think he? I don't think he can win anything at L.A. At least not in the near future, because I don't know if you can win a title if if Paul George is your best player. If Paul George is your third best player, yeah, you 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 damn right can win a title. Well, well and that's the that's the thing. Well, like, I mean, he would go there hoping to believe in what Magic Johnson is trying to do there. And that's to to build a team that's going to be able to contend in the next two to three years. But who would they have to get in order to do that? Like, well, who, I mean, he would hope like, that like Lonzo Ball Davis? would be a, a big piece to that puzzle. Yeah, and then if you get a, a All Star like Paul George, and then you made the trade for Brook Lopez, who you think still has something eh. to give down in the I'm in the low know. post, I'm not a Brooke then Lopez they can fan. become something. Yeah, but I, I mean, my thing with LA is, I mean, you can never count LA because they just get people just want to go there, so you just get a, I, a live trade. And I, and I yep. I'm always and that's kinda, gonna happen. And I, I, I kind of don't like the history of the Lakers because it doesn't feel as though they've really earned their 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 stripes. I mean, they've been smart, but there, there's a certain amount of I can only say you've been so smart when you you've magically been able to get Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Shaquille O'Neal, three of the top ten players of all time on your team, and you didn't draft them. Because who else has that luck? Like, certainly the Jazz never got anybody as good as the worst of those guys. And so so the league is is inherently unfair. And another thing that that is— And you have a problem with that. Well, it's just—it's not not fair. If you just want to—if people just say—I mean, we can just say the league should just be New York, Miami— in Los Angeles because that's the the place that people basically want to play at. Well, it's cuz it's all about location. Yeah, but I mean but that that that's effed up if you if you're a fan of a team that's not in one of the 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 top 3 locations and the NFL don't have that problem. No one says that that Miami just wins every Super Bowl because yeah, I'd prefer to play in Miami because the the way the salary cap and and the limited amount of jobs Green Bay has just as much chance of winning as the Jets do, and obviously, perhaps more because the Jets are horrible. But no, but in in the NBA, it's just kind of like you know because you only have so many stars, and you only have maybe five or six elite elite players that really can compete for championships at one time. And if all those dudes are in like certain desirable markets, you know, like it's really unfair. Like so, like someone like Jordan, because Chicago is a cosmopolitan city. Basically, Pippen would want to stay there. Rodman would want to come there. Kukoc would want to come there. LeBron, people always want to act like, oh, he's engineering titles, but nobody wants to come to to Cleveland like that. You basically had to, you know, Kyrie was drafted there, so he's kind of there. And then Kevin Love was like one of the, you know, three all-star white players in the league that would, would be like, okay, you know, Cleveland as good as any other place, you know what I'm saying, to play after playing in Minnesota. But, you know, right. like, you know, these brothers, they're like, man, I'm trying to go to Miami. Right, <laughs> right. And another thing for L.A. that makes it more difficult, too, is that the Clippers have a real owner now. And I can't see the Clippers. The Clippers of, what we, of Donald Sterling are no longer. So 
LA is going to have some competition for the market. I mean, obviously the Lakers are still the more desired team, but it's not like the Clippers were a team no one even looked at. Now I think people are going to say, okay, the, the Clippers are a competent team. They're at least they're a— They're competent, yes. Yeah, but, but they, I'm saying— They've the, got a lot of issues they've got to deal with. But they'll get those settled. I mean, they're, they're, they're as they competent— they got to re-sign Chris Paul. Oh, yeah, but I, you might want to bottom gone. out. I think he's gone. Yeah, I think you might want to bottom out at this point. Yeah. I think he's gone, and um, uh, who else? Blake, Blake is gone. Blake. They, they should have yeah. let DeAndre go when he was he was, he wanted to leave, but no, we had to call him up on the phone and and, and call Dallas and, and lock him in that. Didn't they lock him in like a house or something and have a meeting with him? And yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, he you know, still couldn't shoot free. Lock him in a lock him in the free throw line. <laughs> and, and the thing about Blake Griffin too, I can see him moving forward being a guy who just goes team to team, just collecting checks. No championships, no, no great player, just a serviceable player that just goes team to team for the rest of his career. Well, I guess his knees are, are he's he's not the, the player he used to be as far as the explosiveness, but I think Blake Griffin has slept on. If he can if he can stay healthy, what now? Why do you say he's he's slept on? Because I'm not a Blake Griffin fan. I don't think people think Blake Griffin is is. I think it's one of those things that that if your second best player is Blake Griffin, can you win a title? No. I say maybe to that, but he. But if you, well, who was your you, first best player? Uh, well, I mean, how many players are better than Blake Griffin in the league? Maybe a lot. <laughs> no, maybe <laughs> maybe at, at this point, a couple years ago, it was probably. Seven or eight at tops. Now it's probably twenty. Seven or eight. Blake Griffin was a top ten player like two years ago. Like he he was he was he was top ten. He got top ten consideration MVP votes that that year. Blake Griffin was, was, was two on. years ago or two years ago. Maybe like four years ago. No, no, four years ago was his rookie season almost. Like, but the one year that Blake Griffin was healthy, he 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 got it in. So. If he goes like the Celtics, a team that knows how to manage players and everything, I don't know. I think I think you could you can make make a case for it. Let, hey, let's jump into the uh, draft a little bit yeah, here. Yeah. So um, we've got the uh, first pick, and I know you have some uh, some thoughts on uh, on Fultz. I like him, man. I think he's kind of a, a Harden esque. Uh, somebody told me, and and, and Mario will appreciate this. That he was a six four Tracy McGrady. That was that was their their um, player comp on him. Really? Yeah he he has a weird style you know, like he's really upright like with green dribbles. Yeah, I I mean I I I do see the Harden uh, uh-huh. comparison. The thing with Harden, but he's though, more athletic than Harden. He's more athletic, no doubt. But I think um, the 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 footwork and the movement that Harden has is just it, it's it's totally on a on a on a veteran level. He's he's not yeah he's on a higher level. level, but but he does and being have, left-handed helps. But he does have a a a degree of, of that right now. Like obviously, it's not it's not yes. As, it, it, I will it, agree with that. Perfected as Harden's got. I mean, Harden's got down where he's just gonna you know. But but like I said, this guy can finish more at the rim, so it's gonna be. I, and he, I think I don't want to say he has more natural point guard instincts because Harden surprisingly led the, the yeah, league in assists assist this year. Right, right. But but yeah, I, I I get what people see in him, and it's just more proof that the process is working. Well, can I also just say one thing? <clears throat> I don't want to chime in on more about the draft, but I will say this: mm-hmm. I think for the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, I think Malik Monk would have been a better option 
with the number one pick. No, I think one he's, I think one. he'll be a better whoa, score. Whoa, 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 whoa. But you couldn't pick him at one. Well, I mean, I, I would have stayed where they were. I wouldn't have traded up. I would have stayed where I was and just took Monk. So you take Monk at one? Well, no, because oh, they three. had the, the number three pick. He would've, they would have okay. kept the third pick. I Listen, Monk, Monk could score. Monk at, at times was probably the best scorer in college basketball last year, at, at times. No, no doubt about it. However, I don't know that all that's going to translate to the next level. The Kings, your Kings should have got Monk at 10. That's what should have happened. Are you still a Kings fan, Mario? We were Glenn and I were wondering this. Well, they drafted Fox, and I'm okay with that. I like the direction they're going in. But you and didn't, they you got Frank, and they got Frank Mason, so I'm I'm okay. I I do like Fox, but you didn't like get off the speed. you didn't get off the off the wagon when 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 um they traded Boogie, right? He you were off the wagon when they got rid of Boogie. Am I right I said or wrong? Depending on how they drafted, would we'll, we'll determine whether or not I stayed a fan. So so what so what's the verdict? And, uh, no, and, I'm still and, gonna be a fan because okay. I I think okay. that the direction they're going in with, with Fox. I think they'll be okay in the next three to four years. Let me tell you something. The game is about character, Mario, and they need to get rid of Boogie and go high character, and that's what they're doing with 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 with, with De'Aaron Fox and and whoever this cat from Gonzaga is. A team. Well, no, they traded him for Justin Jackson. Okay. By the way, Justin Jackson homeschooled. Was he? Yep. In in high school was homeschooled. So, so, you, so everybody out there homeschooling. Wait, 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 wait. Play basketball for high school. Ho- Apparently, the homeschool yeah, game. Homeschool kids can they th- can play high school. Yeah, they, they've 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 got a system worked out. Homeschools changed the, the homeschool Raiders. The whole homeschool. They need to change the name of that because I know a kid who's homeschooled, but yet he goes to a school. Okay, but he's homeschooled. That's right. It's I got to get that going for me. That, that whole that whole thing has changed. Can by, you homeschool the, college? <laughs> you can. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, Blake Griffin drafted in 2009. We were wondering how many years. Yeah, but he didn't play the first year. So he he won Rookie of the Year in 2010. Um, yeah, 11. four years ago, won his Rookie of the Year. 2011. Uh-huh. NBA Rookie of the Year 2011. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. that's 2009-2010, and then 2010-2011 is when he went to the Gotcha. But um, – so we're getting to, in my opinion, the story. The reason the draft this year was so exciting was because of Lonzo Ball. Now, granted, I think some really good players are coming into the NBA this year. I, I liked this draft. I think there are a lot of guys that maybe don't have the name everybody you know wants to hear, but I think they're going to be quality, like 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 Fox. Oh, this was I, considered the best draft in a decade. I, th- I think it's a good. There are people that that. <laughs> That didn't think that, but I, I mean, I, didn't, I don't. I listen, don't, you found a quality player at at at, at like there was basically but the, the, eight eight the, quality the, players. The problem they had, Glenn, was and I, and I, I see what they're saying is the fact that more freshmen were drafted. I think this year than ever. Is that correct? At ten in the top ten. Okay, yeah, but all these freshmen project to be 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 very good. Yes, I. I but you have to understand that. A lot of people think they say freshmen, eh, they're not ready. But I mean, in the last ten years, how many, how many um, seniors and juniors have ever been in the draft? Like I'm, it's not listen, like, like none of these cats are all the top top lottery picks as far as what we're projecting have been either foreign cats or, or, or one and dones, right? I mean, look at all the Kentucky cats. Like, like was Anthony Davis a senior? Was was John Wall a senior? Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you, but yeah. 
Um, you sound like you are. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> Lonzo Ball, the the story. He called the shot of the draft. Yeah, yeah, he called the shot. And I loved. I'm gonna tell you right now. I loved the interview that Jeff Goodman did with Lavar Ball after Lonzo was drafted. Okay. When when Lavar Ball said, "I've got to do this two more years." Yeah. And Jeff Goodman was shocked and said, wait, 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 you think your kids are going to be drafted the next two years going to the Lakers? He said, oh, yeah. He says, how are you going to do that? The ball control. <laughs> he said the big baller way. Ball control. This dude is – he's hitting home runs. And, and what I loved about it and, – and, and I thought he came across in that interview as 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 a, a more of a comical character – then he seemed like before he seemed like a villain. Uh-huh. Now he's almost becoming a little more comical. And did you notice the next day he was working out the deal to be on WWE? That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think's gonna help him. Oh, that 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 is that is what he was made for. No doubt. What is is he gonna be a a wrestler or is he gonna be he's not or he's gonna be a manager or something? Or just a, a I hope both. A commentator? No, he's just gonna be like doing appearance. Okay. But you know when you do an appearance for a WWE, you you actually end up in a fight, like 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 our current president, <laughs> who once was in in, in, a, in a WWE fight. Hey, big baller brand tie. Well, you can see that coming. Uh, yeah, I, I knew that. I knew that was on the way. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised he didn't have like a a a, a, a pin or something. Maybe some slacks, triple B slacks. Then Lonzo threw on the big baller brand shoes. The the, the Laker colors. Yep. Yeah. So so. God bless those kids for their dreams coming true. And I'm going to tell you what, Lonzo Ball, and Glenn, we're going to agree on this, but there there are many that don't agree with me on this, but Lonzo Ball will be a very good pro. Yeah, no doubt. I don't, I don't have any question that. The ingredients that. that he has, I'm telling you, man, the, 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 the kid can play. But I thought that about Walt Williams, so you never know. That's how, true. How, you, how, you never know. I want to talk a bit about the process, though, because – I'm starting it, it, to question this 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 group they have though. But go ahead. Well, they 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 finally got the the guard they wanted. Ben Simmons is probably going to be the primary um, ball handler. I'm hearing, but since folks can shoot the three, that's basically you know what Monk would have provided. Plus, you know, his ability to to you know the the final you know as the shot clock runs down, he can create off the dribble one on one. So that was kind of the thought there. But you know, it's all about Sam Hinkie, the, the the former GM, to put that in, the right. system in place. Yep, yep. And I was thinking how beautiful it is, you know, because a lot of the the, the problem with the process, and, and you know, I always relate this to regular life, is that people have a very um, low tolerance for losing. They they can't they can't stand for people to see them losing. But but the Sixers didn't care, and. I was reading an article about Sam Hinkie earlier this week, as I tend to do. And they were saying that um, I think he was, you know, came from Houston. He was under Daryl Morey in the Rockets for a while. And he went to school in Stanford at Stanford. I believe he was raised on on the West Coast and he was used to warm weather. So his first uh, winter in Philadelphia with the Sixers, it was one of the coldest three winters on record in Philadelphia. And, there was like five or six feet of snow, um, you know, one of the mornings. And 
he was at work and one of the guys was like, man, Sam, like how you, you know, coping with this weather? I know you're not used to it. So I guess you had to, um, you know, break out the shovel this morning. He was like, no. He was like, uh, what are you talking about? No. He said, you know, it was like five feet high. He said, um, I'll just wait till the spring comes. I'm saying Sam Hinkie is patient. He he was he was willing to wait till the spring. Till the weather would eventually change, and there would no longer be snow. And that spring is what the 76ers are are about to experience. Next ne- next topic. <laughs> well, so so you 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 back right. on the Kings. You're back on the Kings, though, right? Well. Hold on, real quick. But before we finish, are you? Do you subscribe to the theory that the we'll, we'll call them Big Three uh-huh. at uh, and uh, at Philly? Yeah. Or do you subscribe to the theory that they need a veteran there to help them through the process? Yeah, I, I think you 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 now have the pieces that you begin to go about your business as if this is a normal team. And I think they know enough to know that now, but you had to be crappy enough. You you didn't want to bring somebody in that would help you win because a win in a year in which you're obviously not going to compete for a title does nothing for you. And that's what people don't seem to understand. They, they act like, you know, it's this race to the middle that ultimately never gets anywhere. The worst team in the draft is doing way better than the team that just missed the playoffs. And people don't understand that. You have to almost bottom out. I mean, the concept is simple, but if they don't, you know, if people don't get that, it's like, it's crazy. How many years do you give the the Sixers before they're in the playoffs? Two. Two years. Okay. Yeah. If Embiid is healthy, they're there next year. People don't know this. Joel Embiid, had he been healthy – 82 games and, and allowed to play the full extension of minutes would have been in the top five in MVP candidates. That dude, if you do his per, like whatever he made, like, you know, his stats, cause he was only playing like maybe 22 minutes a game. You shift that out to like a normal, say 39, 40 minutes a game. Jordan B is, is, yeah. Is, 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 is dominating is the best center in the league. We've, t- I mean, we've talked about bar I'm none, in, including DeMarcus cousins. But he's no plug. Do you care for Demarcus Cousins now? He's no longer with the Kings. The yeah, Kings. I'm, a, I'm a huge Demarcus Cousins fan. So I, can, I, I so so I still will, will, will you still shoot back if I if I make uh, Demarcus Cousins remarks? Well, I mean that that's just redundant to even think that Embiid is better than Demarcus Cousins. I mean, I'm saying if he stayed healthy, inflated because he played less games, played less minutes, which I mean, therefore made him look better when he did really well. But he was he was he, they're doing that because. They're they're really careful with injuries, but I'm saying we'll see. I understand that if he's not injured in two years, he'll be better than Demarcus Cousins. Well, we've spent too much time free smoke. <laughs> Let's talk about the big three. Ice Cube has put together, and he's 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 one of the uh, co-founders of the Big Three basketball tournament, three on three tournament of of guys that have basketball league have an NBA affiliation. Yeah. Have you watched? I think it starts tonight. Starts tonight. We, we, I'll, I'll be watching. You will be watching. Yeah. Why? Uh, I mean, right now it's just curiosity, like okay. a little bit of XFL. But 
you know, basketball, when you have personalities, is kind of, um, I don't know, it, it, it's more, it's more, it's a lot more engaging than, than football. You know what I mean? So, you know, all these guys are, are a great percentage of them. You kind of know of them. So it's almost like a social function of fun. And, I mean, what what I think makes separates it from um from other things that you basically have like a, a traveling circus. I mean, just imagine if if I mean, I, I guess you couldn't compare it to the NBA, but all the players are there every night. So when you when you sign up to watch a game or if you went to the, the, the arena, you you got four different games of, you know, eight teams all playing one another. So it's not like you're gonna miss like, oh my favorite player you know, isn't, isn't in this game. Like, no, your favorite player will be in every game. If you're a follower of, of the league. So if they're not I, injured, well, I mean, you know, they're older guys, but I'm like I said, you know, Iverson, white chocolate, you know, Kenyon. So, I mean, you, you got, you got people who people want to see, know enough about, plus you got the legends, you know, just their um, coaching. So, I mean, you know, if you have like an autograph session, like, like you yeah. know, it means something. It's worth the extra two dollars just to know that Doctor J is in the building with with a with a bad chick who's fifty years old. Yeah, you, you've told us about that, <laughs> and I, I think a lot of credit goes to Ice Cube. I think he's done a great job um, putting this together. I heard the story that Ice Cube has picked up the phone when they were doing the process of this, and he started calling okay people, players, and said, "Hey, I need you involved in this." Like personally calling them, meeting with them. And and honestly, I think he's done a great job uh, p- putting this together. And they've really worked the uh, the, the press circuit too to, uh-huh. to promote this. I think they did a, did a good job. You sent me the link of my former teammate Kenyon Martin. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he was on the Breakfast Club, so that was good to see. But it's interesting in the in the, in the rules. I don't like the four point shot. I figured you wouldn't. That that seems that seems a bridge too far. That that's a that's a rock and jock touch that I, I wish they would have um, left out. I mean, Grant is half court, so I mean, I don't think, you know, I would I would hope that people weren't incorporating that as a normal part of their offense. Someone made one. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, obviously, there, there, there's going to be a few made every, every week, but I don't know. Can you, um, can you get fouled and have a potential five-point play? Is this, is, this, is this coming up? Well, you know, uh, Hopefully next podcast or the podcast after we are going to have to get one of the players from the big three. No doubt. To come on this show and talk. So we got to get Ruben Patterson in the big three. I'm, uh, he's he's playing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's oh, play, no doubt. He's playing. Um, we'll, we'll have somebody. It's, from, a, it's a heavily bearcatted. Uh, very much so. Yeah. So we've got James White. Yep. DeMar Johnson. Ruben Patterson. The Kobe stopper. Yeah. And Kenyon Martin. So that that's like 10, 10% of the league. If there's five five players per team, and you got and it's eight teams, then that's um, forty, and you got wow, yeah. So there you go. Ten percent of the league is Bearcats. They, I mean, they they could have had Max Seal could have been, yeah, he could have played, but I think he's overseas. I, I text him okay a couple of weeks ago. He's overseas playing okay. right now. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna watch. I'm excited to see it. I I think it's gonna turn into uh, some reality show type of stuff which i'm okay with yeah i, I want it to be mic'd up you know what i mean like how, how it is it uh, so I'm, I'm, i don't oh, know but that's what I, I want it to be well you, you probably have to watch that with guys like yeah yeah well know, i mean you know i, I get but i mean gary but, payton but it's the next day 
with their air in it. So so you yeah, can, you have can it edit. fully fully edit it. Yeah. I so. mean, but you, you you know when someone's saying look you Yeah, but I mean but that that's in rap music. I mean you still have it on television, watch, you just flip it off. Watch it. That's just like the B T awards. Great segue. Let's jump into last night's usually rat ratchet. Yep. B T awards. Now, did you have a chance to watch the pre show? The red carpet pre-show. I tried to avoid the pre-show. I tried to get right into the BET Awards when it starts. I saw a little bit of Nick Cannon wearing something. Something. <laughs> I was so so. Bad. I mean, I, man, the pre-show, the pre-show was so bad. I I really I had to discipline myself after for watching it because <laughs> <laughs> you gave yourself several lashes. <laughs> I did. It was so bad. And Nick Cannon, who I I generally I give him a credit for. His hosting abilities. I think he normally does a pretty good job. I think he does an excellent job with uh, Wild and Out. Okay. Um, you don't think so? I don't. Wild and Out's one of those shows that makes me uncomfortable to watch because they're doing so much corniness, and you're just like, "Oh, stop it!" But but he does a good job with that because I think he he allows himself to be made fun of, and he's totally comfortable with that. He's comfortable with his. His corniness. I like I like folks that are comfortable knowing that people say they're corny. I guess. And they don't take themselves too seriously. I like that, but 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 I feel like, like Drake. I feel here's my thing about Nick Cannon. I feel that I never know what level of stardom Nick Cannon is or aspires to be. It seems like he floats from from it was a time where he was knocking on the A list. To he might do something D level, he might do something B level. You know what I mean? He exists in a good space, but it, but it, it's not a defined space. So when you think Nick, Cannon, but is there something wrong with that? I don't enjoy. it. I don't like it at what all. What is the like on like Party Nickelodeon? What he owns yeah. Party Nickelodeon? Yeah, he owns like Party Nickelodeon. I mean, he was on Nickelodeon. How did he end up being a shareholder? <laughs> or like a like somebody left and, and and broke off Nick Can. He bought you can't do this on television. Remember that? I guess. I mean and like the dude no, Nick Cannon is like rolling in money. Oh, he's got cash, that's what I'm saying. Like like he's super rich, he dates Victoria's Secret Models. So I don't know if, I don't I don't, know if he care if he like an A list uh star. But but I'm saying, but if I'm that caked up, why am I doing like like red carpet events at like the BET Awards, which would seem like he's not hosting the show, which you would think that he was eminently capable of when you consider he's hosted shows on, on, you know, bigger networks. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. Like if I'm super rich, I'm not really doing anything. That's kind of like dulling my star. Like we all get like, like if you're a list star, you can do several B list things. Like, like it's not like he's James Franco who kind of like makes a, a, a habit of like, I know I'm a. I can open up a movie by myself, but I might just be on, you know, Parks and Recreation or just a, mm-hmm. a normal television show because I'm so cool that don't bother me. But like Nick Cannon, just seems like he's just doing stuff just willy nilly. It's like, like, like he has no no agent. It's like I'm just you know, because if you're wealthy, if I got fifty million dollars in the bank, but, then, then there's I'm I'm doing nothing that can embarrass me. But I, but I think that plays into who he is. He's kind of corny like that. But he, and but he accepts that. I don't think he accepts that. I think Nick Cannon I think he thinks does. Nick Cannon thinks he's a dope rapper. I don't think he does. I, I see. I disagree with that. I think, I think he, he knows he's corny. I don't think he. No. Have you heard his new song or I songs? I haven't heard any of his, his material 
since 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 Ken I live. That's your problem. <laughs> That's why this is this is this is why I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> Nick Cannon does not take himself seriously at all when it comes to music. I don't think he does. His uh, performance at the he, he okay, you best believe he performed at the BET pre-show, the red carpet. He did? He performed. Oh god. And I think that's was, what I'm saying. And it was bad. I, would, he, but I, would, he, I think he knows. But I'm uncomfortable watching someone perform badly. Like, do you ever watch The Breakfast Club? They have a thing called Shoot Your Shot. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's basically somebody who has a crush on somebody mm-hmm. and they call, they cold call yep. the, the person and they, they spit at them like all, you know, trying to get, get them to go out with them on the first call and it's painful to listen to. And whenever I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh my God, like this, like, like I hope it goes well, but this is, it's, you're embarrassed for the person right. because you know, if you if you put yourself in those positions, you be like, "Oh, this is so bad!" Like, man, like that's not the way you holler at at a, at a woman. Like, mm-hmm. like, man, and and Nick Cannon does that more than any celebrity I know. That that if I'm watching people freestyle on wilding out, I'm like, "Oh, stop! This is so whack! Like, why are you doing this?" And he, I got so I don't know. I'm 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 out on Nick Cannon. But I, but with wilding out, they've had tremendous success with I, that show. I guess I don't know. They're like season nine. But I mean, what does that say? They just got to get like a, a two in the ratings to keep it going. They had tremendous. They have tremendous success with 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 ridiculousness. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say Rob Dyrdek is is, is is just hitting it out the park because of that. Well, I will say this: I, I did not enjoy Nick Cannon yesterday at the pre-show. Yeah. However, I do enjoy most of Nick Cannon's work because it's comical to me. I guess. And I think he. I think he does it on purpose. Moving along. Moving along. I'm going to I'm I'm going to talk about your guy who I think I've tried, I've listened, I've watched some interviews. I just don't get it. And, and, and part of me might refuse to want to get it. Mm-hmm. Little little Yachty's got to go. Little, little Yachty has got to get off the island. He it's 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 just, it's bad. Like it's not just the whole the whole thing. <laughs> what do I mean? The, the whole the, thing. The whole presentation. Everything about Lil Yachty is is, is is problematic to you. It's problematic. Now listen, I will say on the flip side, I get and I understand Uzi Vert. Okay. And we differ on this. Where you you think that most people can do the Uzi Vert thing that's kind of in line with what's going on versus you think that I Yachty's would, in a different But piece. but last night I was bitterly disappointed as Jim Harbaugh would say about the third verse of bad and bougie, not bringing out little, little Uzi vert. I don't, I don't know where he was at. If, if I, I can't believe, I, I can't believe he had better things to do <laughs> that night. But in, in the era of Trump, when you kick on bad and bougie, you finish bad and bougie. You don't give us two thirds of bad and bougie. And I was so, I, w- I was, I was like, I was ready by by Facebook and said, "You got to give us the third, like like because he he hadn't shown up yet, and and everybody yeah, was was yeah, geeking, yeah, and yeah. I wanted the five yards, and it didn't come, and it it it, it pissed me the f off. No, nothing's made me madder this year than the fact that 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 little Uzi Vert did not give us the third verse of Bad and Bougie on the B. If you can't do that on the BET Awards, where wh- can you do t- it? Where are you gonna do it at? I agree. Now, how angry, the Soul Train Awards? How how angry? Would Joe Budden have been to see Little Yachty, or I'm sorry, uh, Uzi Vert up there just doing the yeah? He Joe, gets so angry. Joe Budden is irrelevant. 
everybody has a better career than him. I hate his I hate his beard. His right, beard you can stop now. His his beard encroaches on p- parts of the of the um, face that like your hair normally shouldn't even be at. I you guess can stop now. His beard's like around his eyes. <laughs> Just, I mean, no no one wants to hear a slaughterhouse album. He had like five disses of Drake that went nowhere. I won't say they went nowhere, but you know, I like I like the one diss. I, I, I mean, what, what did it do? Did Drake respond? Did Drake? Did, did the Drake? He doesn't have to. Did the Drake train just keep on moving? He doesn't have to. He's al- he's already what? has his his star on the walk. He he doesn't need to. But that's what I'm saying. So why? So when you're dissing somebody who doesn't need to, then you lose. But that doesn't mean that the song wasn't good. But I mean, no one no one bumps that song. Name some lyrics for that song. I'm gonna bump it right. I could, I'm gonna do the whole song right now. We're not gonna do that. Go on the instrumental, Mario. You don't know. You don't know <laughs> the, the, the words to that. <laughs> Oh gosh. Anyway, so and he was mad at he was mad at the, the Migos. I think he wasn't. I don't think he was angry at the Migos. He was being disrespectful. The the no, it doesn't mean that he was being mean to him. I think the, the I, well, do you, what, would you say disrespect, being disrespectful is being being kind to somebody? No, it can be worse than being mean. Well, what's the what's the what's the other what's the dude's name? The other guy that that's with uh with with Joe uh, in that on that show. The guy who who made the comment and said, you know, uh, Migos, you you guys are you know one of my favorite groups, blah blah blah. And then that's when Joe threw his mic down. What is the other dude's name? I don't, I don't know, know the yeah. name, but I know the, the well, name. You're the, you're the Budden fan. No one else here is, is a Joe Budden fan. Who you talking to? Mario. Oh, Mario. Yeah. But anyway, so anyway, no matter if you're a Joe Budden fan to, or not, I mean, he's better than than the Migos. Ooh. Well, but I, but he's not though. That's what I'm saying. He is. He's a they very make, pure they make lyrical catchy rapper. Songs. They're not. They're not a you're, good group. You're talking, Mario. You're talking about. Yeah, he's talking about pure I'm about lyrical content. Yeah, but but lyrical well, we wouldn't content, disagree with that. Lyrical but. content do, does not a song make. So if you say who makes better songs, then you're essentially saying who's the better group. That's not they, true. At they're all. way better than Slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse could could beat the Migos in rapping. 365 days a year, but name one song the Slaughterhouse had that is equivalent to the 10th best Migos song, and and they don't have it on in their catalog. I said that I just said they make catchy songs. So that's prize. fine, but but that's doesn't that's mean the, that they're a good group. But that defines what a group. It's almost like saying um, they they win games, but they're not a good team. <laughs> it's like I guess they would be equivalent to the the Warriors of last year who won 73 games but didn't win the title. But that still makes them the second no, best team. They so, were the, so the Migos are the second best group team, but the, they didn't win the championship. The Migos are the second best group in, in in rap right now to the number one group, which is clearly Ray Shrim. Shit. <laughs> okay, moving along. Let's talk about after that whole uh, the Joe Budden thing went down. Something went down with Chris Brown. Did you see this? The Migos crew and Chris Brown. Yeah, something with with, with is Carucci related, right? I believe so. It yeah. always is. So I guess Chris Brown was leaning against, up against well, a car. While why does he think that he, he owns Carucci? Carucci can know. do what she wants. Free Carucci. <laughs> <laughs> Let the restraining order be be, be held. Like like I, Jesus. I, I, I'm so done with Chris Brown. I've been done with Chris Brown. Chris Brown. You can get any girl you want, Chris Brown, besides Carucci. It's the same performance every <laughs> every. Every show, I don't enjoy his dancing either. It's, it's it's played out. He's too lanky. He doesn't he doesn't stay in 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 the groove. Like he can dance in theory better than than Bruno Mars, but Bruno Mars is tight with the movement. Chris Brown is just wild with it. You know what I'm saying? 
but he's kicking somebody. It's almost like like it's a a, a, a it's Tai Chi. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with Chris Brown. <laughs> By the way, Bruno Mars's performance was was pretty bad last night. I, I didn't like his performance. You didn't all. enjoy the Bruno Mars performance. I, I didn't. You don't like the the the, the six other guys with trumpets. I, I'm 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 yeah I'm I'm done with that shtick he's got going. I'm, I'm, next album, I hope he moves on <laughs> to a different. A yeah, hope is a new thing. Thing. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a big a, a rare anti-Bruno Mars sentiment coming from a, an American these days. Hey, listen, I, I'm a Maxwell fan. Okay, Maxwell picked the wrong track to do last night. That was a Oscars Tony type of song. Okay, did you hear him? Did you hear his performance? I don't know what I was doing with, during the Maxwell performance, but I didn't. I didn't get all of it. It it it, it wasn't it wasn't a BET type song. Okay. You know when you do a BT type song in front of black folks, you, you've got a there's certain ingredients to well, that song. I mean, song but it's a need. new it's a newer song though. It's off his new new project, right? It it is because but so, he should have so picked many, a different one. But so many of these people on these award shows are just rehashing their classics. You're just like, could we, you know, stop it? You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, let's that that'll take me into new edition. Yeah. Uh, the new edition performance. I I loved the new edition performance when they brought um, the actors. I thought they, that was so stupid. I loved it. I loved when they had. Why not have um um, um Jamie Fox just just perform Ray Charles, ladies and gentlemen, Ray Charles? Just just do. We know you can do a damn good impersonation, well, Jamie. How so? Because, because they just did the BET special, so it led up. They went through all phases of New Edition. But why do you, why do you have them acting as though they're they're the actual person? Like 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 the movie's over. Like no one continues to. Three years from now. Well, it was a BET show, and it's the BET Awards, so why not do it? Because you have the real thing there. It, it kind of gets silly to have actors performing as their real-life counterpart when their real-life counterpart. Let me tell you something. Ralph Tresvan can still sing Candy Girl. He struggled a little bit last night. I'm not gonna listen to. I'll walk out right now if you if you if you're gonna if you're gonna start talking bad about Ralph Tresvan. I do not stand for this. Now, now, Glenn, we go back. You know good and well. Nobody was bumping sensitivity like this guy right here. I hear you. I hear you. But, okay. but I'm just saying. I'm. I'm, but I'm don't know. He, <laughs> he he had he had to have his vocals. Blah planned. blah 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 blah. He been hanging out with Bobby too long. Man, I, I don't. Bobby needs to stop being at the new edition. In, in my mind, <laughs> there, there, there's Bobby Brown. See, put it like this. If you weren't on any heartbreak, you can get the hell out of my life. I don't need you you around, Bobby, because all you got is Mr. Telephone, man. That, that, that's, everything else can be done without you. It's tough being Bobby Brown. <laughs> Jay told him. To be Bobby then. But, yeah. But when they had all, all you, you have like 16 people on the stage. <laughs> Performing the new edition, I was like, "What is this? This is this is." So you didn't like when they had when they were wearing the white outfits, and then Ralph Trasvan had the if two Ralph, different ages. Um, I think it was the, he had the younger Ralph, and then the 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 twenty year old Ralph. Yeah. If it wasn't for the hat, well, I mean, but once you're fully grown, I can see if you had just the kids. Like, but once, but you didn't need to have then the the older version that was in the movie because that's kind of indistinguishable. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need three actors doing poison. <laughs> this is silly to me. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed pretty much anything new edition. You know that. All right. I mean, look, I got, the, I got greatest hits in the car. I do need 
for wait, wait, them wait, to, wait. to. You said you have it in the car. Yeah, the the greatest on DV on on a, on a disc. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm always surprised that there was never a video for a little bit of love is all it takes. I don't know what the, what the group was going through at that time. But a, a a surprising fact when combing through new edition history, no video for a little bit of love is all it takes. That's true. And and a great song. And here's a little something that that I, I picked up. Um, my secret. If you remember that new edition song. Mm. Ooh, my secret. Oh, feeling I'm so right. Something like that. That was early. Yeah, it was, it was young new, new edition. Okay, that was. I don't remember. In that the one. video, they go to a Lakers game. And Magic Johnson is in the video. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah. And you um, sent me that one. Yeah, M- much to a lot of people's surprise, um, Ralph Tresvant hit the winning dunk to win the game. Oh, of course. <laughs> there is a there is. Um, I don't know what the, I forget what the number is, but I think we we covered this up. But Ralph yeah, Tresvant is wearing, wearing the number. Yeah, and I'm I keep saying like fabulous. Who he keeps wearing the jersey. He's yeah. got to get the the Ralph Tresvant Lakers jersey. I might have to have to cop one of those just just to. Just to shut the game down, to say like, look, look, people, you say you're a new edition fan, but if you don't got that Ralph <laughs> Tresvent Lakers jersey, you can, you can shut the f up forever. Let's talk about Kendrick. Kendrick came on with Future. Yeah, Future was performing Mask Off. Yeah. Now, I just I just attended uh, Future's concert. Okay. Uh, not a good live performer. Okay. For me, um, I I didn't think that hurts. Yeah, I didn't think he performed well last night. Kendrick came in. I have not been really high on Kendrick's verse uh-huh. on Mask Off, but I thought live last night. You liked it better. I liked it a lot better. Okay. And I, I feel like that with Kendrick's music. Mm-hmm. I think I posted this on Facebook that I, I appreciate him more hearing him live than okay. I actually do sometimes when I just listen to him on my phone. I don't know. Like Kendrick, and vice versa with Future. Kendrick's, um, I don't know. Like I, I don't really get his... I'm always feel like like whatever people say about Kendrick, I feel the same way. Only twenty five percent under that. <laughs> so if they say Kendrick is great, I'm like, yeah, that was good. If they say Kendrick was good, I'm like, yeah, that was all right. And I, I don't, I don't. Do you know. really feel like that? Or are you doing that just because people are probably twenty five percent higher than what he probably performed? No, I just, I just feel that, that that's no. I'm, I'm not intentionally doing that. I'm just, I just feel like. People overrate, you know, his his like place in the game right now. Like, okay. I mean, he, he he's dope, but I don't feel he's like the best rapper in the world. Like, and that's like a, a healthy percentage of people feel like Kendrick is the best MC right now. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't see how you could you can make that claim at this point. You know what I mean? Especially with the Migos out there. But they they had um. <laughs> Um, I saw Matt was posting, I guess, like Kendrick sound with Nike. And I was like, does Kendrick have any like style? Like like Kendrick's style seems like it, it, it's what? like 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 what folks wear in L.A. in like 1986. That's how they look. I just got back from L.A. and that's that's how they look now. Like I me, mean, like he, he wears he wears denim like he was he was run DMC. Yeah. Like that's the that's like the the. This style, and I'm like, I don't, I don't see this catching on. Like, I don't, I don't see him as like fashionable. You know what I'm saying? West Coast, that's that's how they're rocking. But I mean, I've seen a lot like the West Coast young kids, and they seem to be flyer than like what West Coast was like ten years ago. That's because internet, but yeah. But I'm saying, but but Kendrick isn't like old, 
and he presumably has access to the internet as well. But but does does he have to be? Does he have to be fashionable and a very good rapper? No, but I'm just saying when when when, when people are saying, "Oh, he's got to deal with Nike." I'm just like, "Okay, well that 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 would would It's a Cortez, that, right? I don't know what it is, but it, it would tend to lend itself to somebody who had who who was presenting a fashionable perspective. Like like <clears throat> like Rihanna has a deal with Puma because Rihanna is generally considered a local fashion icon. <laughs> like yourself. But but I wouldn't view Kendrick as as somebody who I just wonder if just everybody just all the sneaker companies like look if you're a top rapper you just got to have a deal because yeah. we don't we don't want to risk another Kanye situation. We don't want you to start wearing some random brand and that that starts popping up and now we got to deal with another competitor. So, Big ball so, brand. so, I mean, real talk. And why? And why won't well, these well, Reeboks did well? Okay. Well, I mean, I guess I don't know. I, I thought the the Reebok classics were were, you know, about due for for a come up, but. You know, all these Those cats are, are so are so pro black, but nobody's wearing a big baller brand. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You think one of these rappers would just do it just off the? Hopefully, that that's something Jay would consider coming up. Just, somebody needs to do that. I'm I'm, I'm a cop. Something I'm, I'm I'm sick of it. I'm I'm gonna be <laughs> the change I want to see. Ne- ne- next <laughs> next time we have a um a, a podcast, start, we we run it back to podcast number one. There will be a big baller brand hat on 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 your boy. I hope so. Escape. Uh, I I liked their performance. Just, just I, I'm good for it this once, yeah, but I don't want any more of it. That's all I need. <laughs> you give me an escape every twenty years. That's that's all I need. I don't need them to sing great either. Just 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 be close to on tune, and we're good. And, and, I don't know. And don't look. I felt like like that was something that 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 people wanted just because people want to say, okay, Tiny was was what before Ti? Oh, okay, that right. That's right. She was in, she was in that group. I like I liked I liked the performance. <clears throat> hey, I want to jump into a couple um, just regular pop culture things. Yeah. Music's one of the things I want to get into uh, in a second, but I want to talk about uh, some comments that John McEnroe made recently. If you heard this about Serena. Yeah. Why does he keep doing this? And he said that Serena, this is not the first time. Yeah, yeah. Serena Serena wouldn't be a top 700 player in the world in men's tennis. 700. I mean, but and... Like what? What? And 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 um, I don't know. Elena Deladon wouldn't it be be a top seven hundred basketball player. That's that's not what we're. That's so offensive towards women because it it's it's almost acting as though you can achieve um, a supernatural degree of excellence in your thing. But it's not as good as a man. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's not what you're 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 right. you're doing. It's almost like saying, "Yeah, um, you know, um, Usain Bolt, very very good um, sprinter, wouldn't beat the top six thousand cheetahs on planet Earth." And you're just like, "Well, this is not even what we're talking about." Right. Like like if if you're if you're gonna deal with something that that inherently has a different physiological structure then you know fine 
Like that, that, that's yeah. The best NASCAR car wouldn't beat uh the best form the 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 35th best formula one car would, would, would handle the monaco raceway better than like this is stupid like right. what are we, we talking about like yeah obviously it, it's it's built different but then he went on to say that she is probably the best tennis player of all time well i mean if you're gonna say that like but, but why even put that in there like obviously that was gonna be co- my next thing compared to to a different sex that then yeah a lot of stuff is is, is you know Maybe he was, and I don't know this. Maybe he was, and I like McEnroe. I do too. Maybe he was asked the question. Yeah, but I mean, but I think going forward, the way to ask, to answer questions like that would be like, you know, men and women are are are, are made different. I don't know. I mean, I I don't think she would be a a top men's player, but that in no way discredits what she's done because that's not what we're asking her to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. How, you know. I don't know. Like I said, like 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 the car thing is good. Like yeah, um, yeah. The top, the best Formula One car. How much towing capacity does it have? It wouldn't beat the top the top seven hundred um, factory pickup trucks on the road right now. It's just like shut up. Well, apples and oranges. Well, I want to move on to an album I just listened to. Okay, just came out. And I was feeling it. Imagine Dragons. Really? Evolve album. Evolve album. I thought it was a great album. Okay. I enjoyed it. Um, not everybody's cup of tea. They have a song called Dancing in the Dark. Now, Mario, our super producer, and I tried to look it up on YouTube. Okay. And we could not find it. It's not It's not the original Dancing in the Dark. It's not, it's not Springsteen, is it? I don't even know Springsteen's original. Yeah, oh, come on. Get, get, are, you, are you an American? <laughs> Can't start a fire. It, Can't start a fire without it, it, a spark. And your girl is in the video. Which girl? I got a couple. Courtney Cox. <laughs> well, hey, I've got it on my phone, okay. so we're going we're gonna to play it on my phone here. Oh, this is this is. Feeling it yet? Yeah, I'm not, not disagreeing with the first six seconds. I'm digging this. Yeah. This goes good, my fidget spinner. Yeah. And that's the last song on the album. Okay. It didn't. That didn't get me at the beginning. Okay. That was the end. So I mean, the previous thing was that that radioactive song. Yeah. They. They. Uh. I. I thought for. For a lot of people. That that I uh, that I talked to musically that like that type of style of music they they felt that um, the group kind of went pop like okay. real pop more radio stuff uh-huh. um, but I, I thought this album was 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 probably a better mix of that going okay. back to their original uh, original elements but you know I mean you you hit a point you know, as you make music where it's like 
we gotta make some money here, folks. Yeah, like yeah. we we we've done the we've done a garage band deal and, and and performed at Bogarts. Yeah, I'll get rich and now I'll start giving you the artistic stuff. Exactly. <laughs> people, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. You got I mean, Well and like that's like seven people who got a problem with you for doing that. Like, right. oh I, I was I was hip to them, you know, three years ago when nobody knew them. Like, shut up. Right. Right, but yeah, I bet they talked to you for twenty minutes after the show because wasn't nobody else <laughs> feeling their stuff. Speaking of that, uh, one time I I went to a concert at at Bogarts and um, excuse me, um, Mob Deep was one of the acts okay. that was there, and um, Prodigy um, passed away. Yeah, uh, this week and after a performance in Las Vegas, and Las Vegas had I think the hottest day they've ever had. Okay, in their history. So yeah, I heard got, it was crazy hot. Yeah, and he's got he has sickle cell and went to the hospital as occasionally I guess he does mm-hmm. from what uh, Havoc was saying the other member of Mob Deep and I'm not sure what happened in the hospital what what complications he had okay. from the sickle cell that that caused the uh, caused the death but <clears throat> I went back I went back and I listened to some old Mob Deep and okay. just just Prodigy featured on a lot of tracks yeah he was the primary rapper and I'm gonna tell you what. That dude knew how to ride a beat. Yeah, he stayed in pocket. <laughs> I'm t- he wasn't. He wasn't saying some stuff sometimes, but man, you felt it. <laughs> you just, you just felt it. Okay, it was like I feel you, brother. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, no doubt. The, the I, next rhyme I write might be about you. It was like that's still the, that's still one of the hardest lines oh, ever. Yeah. And that brings me to Nas. DJ Khaled just dropped a new album, yeah. which I was extremely disappointed in. In that album, bitterly disappointed. Ugh. <laughs> and 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 the track with Nas was just like, yeah, I don't know what he was doing with that one, man. And and you know you know how when we get in that discussion with people on Facebook, people we post anything people, about Nas, and they want to bring up up Jay Z <laughs> and and how he's better than Jay Z. Beat him in ether, beat him in ether, and which which he didn't, but but. Other than that, still not a better career than Jay Z by by any perspective. By right. any perspective, by every perspective, right. his best album is his first album. His second best album is his second album, and everything has been a downward trend since then. He's had some decent albums. Godson, I'll, I'll bring up. Stillmatic to me is, is is heavily overrated. Life is good, not bad. But to compare that to to the the. Basically, his 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 most vital work is done by 1995, and Jay just keep the the Jay Z train just just keeps on the chugging. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I I I just it's it's I think that the Nas the whole Nas thing. I was actually excited about the new album that Nas was working on. Like, and not excited like I would be with a Jay Z album or whatever. But I said, man, well maybe. Yeah, maybe Primo. He he might have something for us. Was it a prim, premiere track? Uh, apparently, there were there was talks from okay. from what I heard on the internet that he was going to bring in some producers for okay. this one. Like, we, all, like and, I always said, yeah, we know. And and did you hear this? That, that, I don't know if we talked about this before, but apparently there has got to be a Jay Z and, and 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 premiere album. Um, I don't know. Sometime in the past fifteen years. Uh huh. And guess why this album couldn't happen? 
premiere couldn't find on his schedule. And you just want to j- j- just sit down and yep. slap people when you hear hear foolishness like that. That's like saying, yeah, Oprah was gonna gonna um hook me up with home, but I was I was just too busy running these streets. And that's just, like, what are you talking about? You don't got time for Jay Z, and 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 Jay Z has approximately five hundred times your wealth. Yep. I don't yep. get it. Primo for you. I mean, you just want to say to Cash like, like, dude, this would have been epic. And by the way, um, why aren't you just sending tracks to Jay Z continually any old way? Was it wasn't the black album supposed to be all primo? Maybe that was it. But yeah, it was just crazy. Like, like, like I don't, I don't get. If 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 I have Jay Z on the phone and I am also a vaunted rap producer who does not have his 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 rap partner alive at this point. And I haven't come out with an album in five years. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Do, do I have to spell it out for people? Like, like arrogance. No. I don't get it, man. I mean, I, like, like, I mean, like, like we always say, how easy? Give me any top rapper. Give me. I'm always saying, Primo, Pharrell, Kanye West, and Pete Rock, and whatever hot beat you find out on the internet and that's your album and that's not only is that your album this time that's your album every time <laughs> and that all and that will always work that will right. always satiate what i right. want right but they deviate from there's a pete rock track on on pete rock did album with a group called with, with formerly smith and wesson i don't know if they were going on their coco brothers or this mm-hmm. one or smith and wesson what's the album they do with pete rock and it's a track called nighttime and if it wasn't for for some particular um, vulgarity in the first rhyme, in the first rap on album, that is the cut as far mm-hmm. as just from a beat perspective. And I, I, I sometimes just pump that 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 that, that instrumental is, is a strong candidate for the next one. For, for man, season two, P- possibly nighttime. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and jump into our blast from the past. Okay. Now I bring this up, and you and I. Over the years, this goes back to the 90s. We've always talked about this artist and group. Okay. It's a it's kind of a combo deal. Uh-huh. Um, this leader of the group is from Philly. Okay. I believe the group originally is from San Fran. Okay. I believe the majority of them. I, I, I don't know that, but um, this group is in 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 my opinion if if this song comes on at any I'm I'm going to give it away right here but at any black function any jazz fest <laughs> it is the black national anthem okay mario go ahead You can see him two-stepping. Oh, man. Riverfront Stadium. I can see a, a white baseball cap. <laughs> you know we're going to talk about that cap. You make me happy. The whole crowd singing at the same time. Yes, you can I don't care if he makes another song ever. Yeah, this, this, this is just this is just Negro summertime. This is a, a, a middle-aged Negro summertime right here. 
This this is before they were shooting. <laughs> That's what old folks said. How many years in a row did they perform at the Jazz Fest? Oh my God, they, they had a streak. Yeah, they they had probably a, a, a good seventeen years. Every year, Michael Joy was in, in the NBA. <laughs> Frankie Beverly fe- Mays featuring Frankie Beverly or Frankie Beverly Mays. But- How about that? How about it switch? It originally was Mays featuring Frankie Beverly. Okay. And then it switched. He took it back. <laughs> he he, he <laughs> took control. We're going to renegotiate this whole deal. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that, 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 um, it's so funny because like, I didn't really, re- like, when they would always say Mays freaking, I'm like, oh, come on. Like, really? And then I went to their catalog and, if you go through the May, like you get Maze's greatest hits featuring Frankie Beverly or however you want to splice it, there's probably not 20 good songs they have. They probably don't have 10 good songs, but they start in eight. <laughs> 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 Woo! It, I tell you, it's, it's a drop off at a certain point. Yeah. Like, but, but, but that, that's, I mean, they got a starting five to, to, to rival the Warriors. I mean, they, they, Man, I mean, it is it is a strong seven or eight, like 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 that 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 gets with anybody. And like I said, I wasn't familiar with like a lot of de- these joints, but mm-hmm. it is like um, uh, when I'm alone. <laughs> are you familiar with that? Do 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 boom do do do. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That I mean just cuts. Yeah, I mean you know you you basically got to have a black uncle to really know half of this music. <laughs> But 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 if <laughs> if you do, like you 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 know how much much these songs are, are appreciated. I need an explanation on the white hat. I don't know. It, it, it's 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 really bizarre because like if you see any um, light skinned black dude with a beard and a white hat, you got to be ready for the Frankie Beverly joke. Because <laughs> it, it, it it's so appropriate. Like that's just kind of. And I don't get it because, you know, um, he's got to be switching them because he can't keep a white hat clean, you know, throughout throughout multiple summers. So I can't imagine how many how many, how many um, hats you think he gets per um, per per summer. You think he does one every concert? It's a oh, new yeah. hat. You it's th- a new hat every concert. OK, it's got to be. You're, you're going. <laughs> he, he he hooks up with some some 55 year old woman every time. <laughs> he gives, gives her the hat, baby. <laughs> it's the hat trick. Look. A little, little something, little, little parting gift on the way. All right, so uh, he rolls back. <laughs> if he rolls back in, 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 the, in the in the limo and he don't got the hat on, the the, the driver knows what's up. You don't, don't, don't even gotta ask no questions, Frank. Frankie got got the, the silky soul singer. I'm I'm gonna venture out and say this this right here for anybody that's in the know. This is one of the best podcasts ever okay. from the start of the Jerry Curl. <laughs> Frankie Beverly's hat. Now, looking at their list of songs, <clears throat> their singles that they've had from 1977 okay. to 1994 on the U.S. charts, the highest they've ever finished was 67. <laughs> the, world, okay? the world didn't catch on. And that was 1979. Okay. Can you guess what song it was? Uh, joy and pain. I don't know. I think that surprisingly, was... it wasn't. Okay. Surprisingly, 
I wasn't. I mean, like nineteen seventy nine. I'm, I'm six years old, so I, I'm 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 completely out the loop. Remember, feel that's your feeling. Mm. You don't remember that one? Not offhand, though. No. That was their that was their highest charting song. Okay. Ever. Yeah. I tell you what, man. This is a good podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the the, the more time that goes between them, the, the more the more we can, you know, give the people those those, uh, those seven hits. <laughs> do you, do you think that the 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 time that we've we've had in between really sparked the the bean pie discussion and uh, I don't know I mean I think girl. a bean I think what? every podcast needs a bean pie discussion. We'll we'll eventually get around to our donut rankings. We always we always <laughs> miss that, but but we uh, did forget that again. The, the people the people I don't think they're clamoring for it, but um we have to get 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 call Bobby one time and and, and tell him tell him how how things fared <laughs> on the on the Krispy Kremes. But we'll be back with uh. Number 30. Number 30. Steph Curry. The Steph Curry episode. This with is the shot boy. This is going to be the, uh, the, uh, the, the last one of season one, we'll call it. Cool. Thanks for listening to another edition of the No Further Comments podcast. I'm your co-host, Alex Meacham. And I'm Glenn Riley. And signing off.